What is going on, Almost Canon listeners? It's me, your host, Nicholas Willard, and I will be your guide this evening on this, uh, I'm just going to say it, wild and crazy trip down Mysterious Lane. Tonight, we have another guest. Her name is Michelle Clark. And she's a psychic medium who has done work with Pine, that's Paranormal Investigators of New England. But besides that, she's spent her entire life trying to understand the paranormal and what was going on around her. I have no idea what to expect. This was kind of a last-minute interview. She she saved my my behind. You may say I had a couple other, you know, and I had a couple encounter stories lined up that I was going to mash together for this week's episode, but I wasn't able to do that. Something happened, you know, life, life got in the way, but luckily, uh, Michelle Clark was able to come on last minute, help me out and give me, you know, this interview. So I have no idea what to expect. Usually, I come into these interviews knowing a little bit about the person, and um, you know some of their 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 background, and their history, and 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 what you know what's happened to them or what they've experienced. But with this one, I have I have no idea. I'm going in blind. Uh, but that's all right. I'm I'm fine with that. I'm sure you're fine with that. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. But before we get into our talk with with uh, Michelle Clark here, I just wanted to, you know, bring up a couple things. I I want to let you guys know that you know we have a Facebook page, Almost Canon. We have an Instagram. We have uh, an email that's almostcanonpod at gmail dot com. You can email me with your encounters, your your crazy stories, whether you've seen ghosts or demons or or Dogman, or Sasquatch, or Men in Black, Black Eyed Kids, Lake Monsters, Aliens, UFOs. Oh, speaking of UFOs, what do you guys think about uh, that Las Vegas uh, UFO crash? I mean, I don't know what else to call it. It was uh, that downed UFO that that crash landed in that family's backyard. That what do you think about that? I, I'm not I'm not sure myself what to think about that. Uh, uh, I almost want to say it's it's too good to be true. There's some iffy things going on with that whole thing. You know, you got you got uh, media outlets reporting that the the family has mysteriously disappeared. You got the family saying they're still here. The surveillance footage of this spacecraft landing in their backyard was damaged. That those are with uh quotation marks. You got eight foot aliens, nine foot aliens. You got police officers who said that they saw the UFO crash landing. They saw it, you know, shoot past them. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Who knows? It could just be uh, someone's 
someone's drone that got out of hand and this family they got a little overexcited but who knows you know maybe they they took what that uh whistleblower had to say a little a little too seriously but that's all right I'm, i doesn't matter who knows could be real it, it very well could be real but it also could very well have been faked just uh you know some kid wanting to have fun pranking the cops what hello yeah can you hear me yeah so my dad said you had some sort of weird weird ghost story or something yeah i he said some he mentioned one about you were you were hunting out west and you went into like an abandoned like hotel or something what was that one? That, that one was really good because so I I went up to my stand. It was a morning. It was overcast, supposed to storm. And I get up in my tree stand, and and off it off in the distance, I could hear a storm and it's cracking and lightning. It's just not that around that. And I'm near this old old homestead, and I'm up in a tree, and this place has been abandoned for. 60, 70, 80 years, and you can see that she just backed up and left everything. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there chuckling at my buddy because I know that it's lightning and heavy where he's at. And a bolt of lightning hits close to where I'm, I'm at. And I'm like, I'm like a squirrel that just got shot at. I'm down that tree and into that building. And I went in and I was like, shit, this is crazy. This is bad. And I'm sitting in there, and I go back away from the door. I'm sitting, and I feel all this cold chills on my body. It's like, what the hell is this? Like, I'm dressed in winter clothes. I'm dressed for the cold. Why am I cold and frozen? I feel this breeze on the back of my neck, and I shine the light around. It's all sealed up. There's no wind. There's no nothing. And so I move over a little bit further, and all of a sudden, I, 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 I feel it again. Then I feel like something touched me. I was like, fuck this. I'm going out to deal with the light. I'm out of this place. That thing pushed me. Whatever was in there pushed me right out of that building. All, all about punching me. Like, I, it just, like, practically pushed me out of that building. It was crazy. Yeah, sounds it. But, but not, every, not everybody. So people, people talk about stuff and do stuff, but for years and years and years, since I was younger, I've had a lot of experiences. And when I was younger... I didn't really talk about it at all. And when I got a little bit older, I said stuff to my friends, and some of my friends got spooked and believed me. And But forever and ever, you know, it's like the stuff is there. Well, that was interesting. I'm, uh, I'm sitting here recording an introduction to, to our, you know, our guest tonight. My dad comes in with his buddy on the phone, and uh, he, you know, I've heard of this ghost, these couple ghost stories that he's had, and uh, I've been meaning to get a hold of him. And my dad comes in, and he's on the phone, and he tells me the stories, and I'm sure you'll hear them because they're, you know, I'm you already heard them, <laughs> so that that was very interesting. Uh, but yeah, so like I was saying, uh, like and subscribe the show. You can catch us on all the, 
you know, whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to, whether it's it's uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Uh, but really, the most important one, it seems, is is Apple. So if you could leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, that'd be great. A rating on Spotify or Stitcher would be great as well. You can get a hold of us at almostcanonpod at gmail.com. You can also send me a message from our Facebook page. That is uh, Almost Canon Podcast. Uh, I believe we have an in- we do have an Instagram page. I'm semi active on that. It's it's uh, you know at Almost Canon Pod. I, I that's really all we have for social media. We do have a website that bank is, uh, bank had started. I don't know if he's still monitoring it. However, it, it is Almost Canon dot uh, com. It's either almostcanon.com or almostcanonpodcast.com. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't I don't know what it is off the top of my head. I we we rarely ever used it. Like I said, we rarely ever told you guys to do this stuff. We'd just get on, we'd talk about, you know, the topic at hand, and we'd go on our merry way. But we really need to start pushing for for these likes, these subscript, you know, you guys need to start subscribing, rating, and reviewing it. it it's a tremendous help and it's such a simple uh task to do it 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 really it just consists of scrolling to the bottom of the show page clicking the five stars leaving a quick review all you have to do is write five words you know however many words it it takes to spell out this podcast is awesome five words boom technically four i guess but but yeah Hit us up. Let us know. We want to hear your stories. Um. Oh, without further ado, Michelle Clark. Hello. Hi. I was just kind of going over who you were, which all I know is your name pretty much and that that you're a, a medium. That's really all I know. This was kind of a last minute get together. So. Right. What I usually do is I'll, you know, I'll make contact and then I'll, they'll, I'll ask or I'll do some research on who the, the guest is. But I wasn't able to do that this time. So I don't, do you want to kind of just, you know, tell the listener a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So I, yeah, my name is Michelle Clark and saying medium or psychic is, is probably a new title for myself to admit. Uh. And that probably sounds very strange, but, um, you know, I really up until uh, last fall had not even been part of a paranormal team. So this is all this is all very new, Um, with the exception of just working with energy and in general being sensitive to it, um, which has been my whole life. Uh, And realistically, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't know um where to really start except for when I was five years old you know um that's when I had my first legit experience that I think even my own mother was sort of surprised by because it involved her mother who had just recently passed so um as far as just me personally my professional life is you know I work in a wine uh, industry. And that is very far. <laughs> I mean, we're still involved in spirits, but <laughs> different. Um, at any rate, 
uh, but as far as being part of uh, the paranormal investigators of New England, that has been recent since November of last year. So um, yeah, other than I'm just a regular person that picks up on energy that maybe other people don't. And uh, our director in the Vermont chapter, Betty, you know, asked how I had not done this my whole life. And I think what she was referring to was like doing readings and things like that. But in reality, I think um, I've been doing it my whole life, just not recognizing it as, you know, being sensitive and just picking up on energy, but being maybe empathic or, you know, paying attention to someone or how they're coming across and, you know, picking up on people's feelings and emotions and um, how they're presenting themselves. And, you know, people see me as being someone who's um, really in tune with just humanity in general, but I think it's, you know, deeper than that and probably more than I've always ever acknowledged. Um, so yeah, it's new for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a medium. Um, I was going to start at that point when you were five, but then you started talking about empath. Um, this yeah. is something that I just kind of started getting introduced to. I didn't even really know like anything about it. I've, I've, I've heard of, you know, the the name and everything but um i kind of feel like maybe i got some i don't know i I, i'm very in tune with with other people's feelings i think i can sense it and i can work off that and then Mm -hmm. it kind of affects my own mood it's obviously empathy but it is it empath or i don't know something i've been thinking of lately but i i'm i'm i i don't have any any you know any sort of powers or anything i don't i don't know what you want to call them but yeah, no, that's an interesting thing just to even say, right? Like their abilities, you know, gifts, uh, powers, however, you know, one kind of relates to them. But I don't necessarily think uh, that, I think it's something innately we have in general. So I, I'm, I'm hearing you say, you know, that you wouldn't necessarily see yourself in that way. And I would also agree, like in my world, not about you, but about myself, that I wouldn't have necessarily said, oh, that's you know, I'm this or I'm that as far as the label's concerned. But, you know, like when we think about it, when we strip it away and you think about energy, right? And just our, um, as animal instincts, right? If you're in danger or you're in a place where you feel like mm, something's off or someone's recently argued or had, you know, kind of a fight or, you know, any number of things and you walk into that space, you kind of pick up on it. You may not necessarily know what happened, but maybe you feel uneasy or, you know, maybe the hair on the back of your neck stands up or, you know, if you see someone, you're engaged with somebody, you can kind of feel their emotion, not necessarily like you're just present with someone. And I think that that is something that we all have. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that is unique to just someone who, you know, is quote unquote sensitive or considered a medium or psychic of any, any sort. Um, and so I think for me, at least that's how I perceive it or, you know, my perspective on it in that res- in, in that respect is that I think we all, and we're all exchanging energy, right? Like we're all doing it all the time, even if we don't, you know, necessarily recognize it. And a lot of people go through life not being present you know, <laughs> at all. So, um, yeah. And I think on that, on that level, at least, you know, which I can you know, say with respect to like empathy and being an empath, you do pick up just in general, you know, energy. Um, 
And some people are extremely skilled at it. You know, like they have definitely focused and tuned into that um, on a greater level than, you know, maybe most have or some have. But yeah. Right. I think I'm like, you know, just you say every everyone has it, which which I would agree with. I, I think it's definitely something we're all programmed with. I would say maybe I'm the next step below that, which isn't very <laughs> far, but, you know. I don't know. I, I've, it's something I've definitely noticed my whole life just with like noticing other people's feelings really. But yeah. that's really the only sort of energy that I could ever pick up on. But uh, right. anyway, well, and it probably, probably makes you a little bit more, uh, you know, like people feel comfortable and safe in that space with you. You probably hear that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's, when you were five, you had mentioned something happened when you were five. Let's start with that, I guess. Yeah. So when I was five years old, my, uh, well, I will, I'll take it one step back. You know, we were, my sister and I were raised very, you know, conservative Christian. Um, And so, you know, like you could talk to God, right? You could pray, you know, um, angels were a thing um, in that space, in that framework of belief. And um, my grandmother, my mother's mother passed away and uh, we made the trip. So at that time, you know, Washington State, uh, living in eastern Washington. So we uh, went to central Washington near Wenatchee, Chelan area, if you're familiar at all with that state. Um, and my father's parents were there, but um, we weren't allowed to go to the funeral because we were too young. And it really made me upset, you know, and I was five, right? Like I understood you know, as an adult, I understand why my mom and, you know, my parents had considered that probably wasn't the best scenario. Um, but when we got back home to Eastern Washington, you know, I, I didn't feel like it was fair. I wanted an opportunity to tell her what I wanted to tell her. And in my mind, you know, that's where you would have done it, right? Is the funeral. (laughs) And so, you know, I, I walked outside, I went outside and I just said, Hey, I, I, in my mind, right, my five-year-old brain, um, well, if we can talk to God and mom said, you know, grandma's with with God in heaven, then why can't I talk to her? You know, there's certainly no reason that I couldn't. And so I just sat down on a rock and said, hey, you know, and start talking. And there she was. Like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was making it up. It wasn't an imagination thing. It was, she was right there. And the conversation, you know, we had, was just, you know, much of what you would expect, like any grandparent to a, you know, a grandchild would be, you know, I love you and, you know, tell your mother. And, you know, there were some uh, messages that she wanted to share with my mom, you know, that were surprising to my mom. And she knew I wasn't making it up because as five-year-old, I would not have known that. And um, so that was really my first sort of you know, the veil's really thin or, you know, like I didn't think that at five years old, it was just sort of like, oh, well, okay then, you know, (laughs) there's, there's really no difference between it. And from that point forward, um, you know, I recognized it all the time. Um, And there was a lot of like fear, you know, sometimes just seeing things that you weren't sure everyone else saw or knowing things that you weren't really sure why you knew them, but you knew them. And, um, you know, and as a kid, you don't really get 
paid attention to in that respect, you know, <laughs> you don't uh, have a lot of, um, I guess, maybe credibility as a child, mm. right? right. Um, and then just, you know, throughout my uh, teenage and, you know, college years and things like that, they've just been um, experiences that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily have considered whatever, you know, and then just saying, okay, well, it, there were times when, especially in places, locations, mm. uh, where there's a lot more energy and it can be disturbing. Um, and, you know, I think those are probably some of the more like challenging ones, which actually in that whole process for me personally led me to, um, my first uh, career, you know, doing natural medicine and working with um, essential oils and herbs. I wouldn't necessarily consider myself at that time a witch. I still don't, but the neighbors next door thought I might be, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, and from there, honestly, just expanding my perspective uh, on what worldviews were, belief systems in general, and, you know, what does energy really mean? Right, right. Um, that's fascinating. Were you able to see your grandmother? Yes. Or just feel her? You could see her. I could see her. Yeah. So you could see. You see other spirits, and do they present themselves like that all the time, or on like certain occasions, or is it you know do you see them constantly? Well, maybe not constantly, but you feel them, and then I guess. I guess what I'm just trying to say is, do you always see them? Right. No, that's a great question. And no, I don't always see them. Um, I did see my grandmother. Um, I, I, There was a house that I used to, a, a good friend of mine used to own. And um, she went on a trip to Europe for 90 days. And she's like, hey, would you, you know, want a house sit? I said, sure, fine. And, um, it was just myself and my dog at the time. And, um, you know, it was a, how was a, a house that I would consider like a spiritual highway? Hmm. Um, and, you know, like you can think about it again, it's just, I know I'm going to repeat myself multiple times and just call it energy, but the, in essence, that's what it is. And so, you know, some things are more, um, conductive, you know, in the earth or, you know, in the area in general. And so well, she was also just a great collector of antiques. Um, so there was a lot of different energy in that house. But uh, in that time, you know, there, there was a point where, um, you know, spirits and entities were aware that I could see them. Ooh. And so that's a little bit different because once there's an awareness there, then some who, you know, want to be heard, because you've got to think about it, right? Like, uh, you know, however long, whatever it works, I don't know what that looks like. You know, I don't really know what that it's like to be dead, but, yeah. or, or whatever. Um, but, you know, if you're um, having a process and trying to get you know, heard, seen, or communicate with someone. There were a lot of images, dreams, um, things of that nature. And I would wake up and the bed would be vibrating and there'd just be people all around, you know, the room um, and all just kind of yelling at the same time. It was a lot. Um, it was very overwhelming. 
but I know, I know that I never felt afraid because I always felt like I was in control. And when we think about that, it's like, these are all, and just like anything, energy is an influence, but we are the driving force. This is our plane of existence. So we have the power on this plane of existence. And I'm not talking about, you know, like some people would probably have a different perspective if they were more into demonology and things of that nature, dark, dark spirits. It's not something that I'm even, you know, going to touch on in this particular conversation. But with that, you know, respect, I think it was just, you know, these people knew that like they could see a light, right? And they said, well, I'm not the light, you know, I'm just a light. And it was like well before the internet age. So, you know, how was I going to ever find any of these people? We're talking like visions and images from like Nevada, you know, and Washington State. It's like, how am I going to know these people? How am I, and what, what would I tell them other than, you know, your, you know, your loved one died a horrific death and, you know, they said, you know, came by to say they love you. You know, it's, it's really, um, it's overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. And so at that point in my life, um, I made a choice to ignore them um, because I just couldn't handle not being able to help. And I didn't know what to do with the information that I had. Um, so later in life, I, um, got connected with some folks that were doing, um, you know, one was also a medium and she had, uh, abilities and skills that she had dealt with. And they were just doing, um, training sessions on how to work with your abilities and how to direct that energy, but also protect yourself in spaces where there might be, uh, more, more energy or more activity. And so in that space, like I chose not to see them anymore. And which is surprising because, um, you know, sometimes I would be like, I don't know if everyone's seeing what I'm seeing, <laughs> mm. you know, I just was at Waverly with an event, uh, Amy Bernie's strange escapes. I don't know. You might edit that out. I'm not sure, but at any rate, um, they, there was a investigation, the first one group investigation down at what Waverly Hill sanatorium and everyone that I talked to was like, oh, hey, yeah, that's a bucket list item. And I felt like pretty undeserving because I didn't necessarily know, you know, that that was something that a lot of investigators were interested in seeking oh, out. What's that? Were you a part of that? I watched that, I think. Um. So there, uh, so yeah, I went down as a participant. I didn't go down as a facilitator, um, but I investigated and, um, with the group and it was very interesting, you know, like how I could pick up on energy. There were some things I definitely saw you could see. Um, and there were other people there also who could see, um, for the most part, people were relying on, you know, equipment and things like that. But, um, since I've been open to, um, pursuing this a little bit more in this respect, or at least being open to being um, helpful on a team, I have noticed different uh, sensations. For example, going down to an investigation, um, it was a training in January for the team um, that we have here, the New Hampshire Pined team. And uh, 
it was at one of our um, teammates' homes. And it's amazing that she lives with the kind of energy that she lives with. But um, just about two hours before um, we were there and I was driving down, like I started to get a little bit nervous. And I thought, well, that's interesting because normally I wouldn't, it wouldn't even occur to me to be nervous. And then about two miles before her home, which I'd never been to before, um, I started to have this real, real intense headache and was very nauseous. And I, you know, threw in a drama me and I thought, oh God, I hope I'm not getting sick. You know, you never know. Mm -hmm. And so got there, um, you know, we did the investigation, you know, that was the first time, um, just based on, you know, the exchange of our information, as far as like what she had experienced, they were saying, okay, you know, um, Hey, Michelle, do you want to do a walkthrough? And I said, sure, you know, I'll do that and see what happened. I've never done that before, but I'll happily, you know, let's see what, what goes on. So I walked through, I did, you know, wherever I felt led that I didn't know anything other than, um, she experiences a lot in her home. And so I wrote it all down and, you know, didn't share it with anybody um, and just said, hey, you know, you're going to probably want to set up a camera here. Um, this feels kind of oogie to me. Um, have some chills over here. You know, like this might be something we want to keep an eye on. And granted, it was an apartment building. So there's a lot of contamination for like EVPs and such for the um, folks upstairs. But um, it was interesting. And so like then halfway through the investigation, we talked about, you know, what I picked up and, you know, in process, I said, oh, you know, do you ever see any, like a woman, like just half of her over here in this corner? And um, because I was seeing her, you know, and I thought, I don't know if I'm seeing that. And, you know, uh, Teresa said, oh, yes, yes. All the, you know, we do, she does come up every once in a while. And then what I feel was very interesting about that particular um, experience for me was that, you know, after the drive home, um, then it was time to review evidence. And I couldn't even, I could not physically uh, get through the evidence. I felt the same headache, the same nausea. So it was a, a, a real eye opener for me with respect to the investigation process and just, you know, how energy um, is connected. And I would not have known that you know, I could pick up on that even just through, you know, reviewing footage of something. Um, so that was very, very interesting to me as far as um, that. And then since, you know, I've done a lot of different cases where I've consulted and somewhere I've just, just gotten a text from, you know, say Betty, say, hey, you know, are you, would you be interested in, in just checking in on this? And then saying, sure, yeah, no problem. And getting a download of all this information and not having one, you know, one iota of anything going on, not having any insight into the case. And so that's just kind of how we've gone about it, which, which is, um, you know, primarily zero information. The one thing that I have found that um, is, is helpful, especially when I do a pre, you know, kind of a pre-assessment uh, before we even you know, do any kind of virtual walkthrough is to have the address. And then I just go in on Google satellite and I kind of zoom in on that and see what I can pick up on and then do some, you know, free journaling and pick up whatever happens. And I've had some, you know, dreams associated with places uh, and definitely 
you know, heard voices from afar. The one I did, I actually did a virtual and I was in Washington state and the case they were working on was in New York. So that was a really <laughs> interesting thing too. You know, like I was on FaceTime doing a walkthrough and, you know, I'm, I'm asking them all sorts of questions and they're saying, how do you know that? You know, yes, that's absolutely correct. And so it's interesting, you know, to me, it's, it's fascinating. I would say that anyone else might be really surprised by that, but I would guarantee you that no one more than myself, because I'm always really uh, intrigued by how the energy works. And mm. I think the important part for any kind of reading and for anyone looking to have a reading done or go out and have some um, a session with someone is it's really, really important. There are people out there um, who abuse it. There are skilled um, psychics, mediums that, you know, just like any, anything, any, you know, can be abused and, um, or I'm talking like, you know, remote viewing, um, things of that nature, which people don't necessarily think about, but I don't do anything. And I think the most appropriate way to read energy and really professional folks out there that, um, you know, like would, would label themselves mediums, you know, psychics is you must have permission. Um, otherwise you're taking advantage of them and it's wrong. To me, it's a, it's a spiritual invasion and um, it's not acceptable. Like I couldn't just walk into your home without being invited. Um, I mean, I could, but I wouldn't want to, you know, and, and um, it's the same thing. Like that's very private. It's your energy for you. It's my energy for me. Um, and it's not acceptable for someone to uh, walk into that space and take advantage of someone without, um, you know, permission prior to. And then once I do have done that, you know, I check out. I mean, it's it's an interesting thing because sometimes, like I said before, you know, once uh, other energy recognizes that you can pick up on them, they might still, you know, connect with you to share a message. In that case, you know, that's a very different thing than, you know, reading someone else's energy without their permission at the time, as far as, as that, that does happen, um, especially after, uh, you know, a, a reading that I've done or something that, you know, or even a case, some of those, some of those things still come up afterwards and it's just the nature of it. Um, but yeah, uh, I think I've just done a lot of talking there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were, there's definitely three things that popped up to me. Okay. The first one was when we first started talking, you had mentioned um, they can see your light and they come to you. And that gave me chills. Oh, just thinking about that isn't intense. Even, even more so if you're a child dealing with mm -hmm. that, that how did you go about doing that? I know you had, you had touched on it a little bit, but as a child, I don't know if you can remember, um, how do you remember feeling? And you mentioned that you never really felt afraid, but that, that I, I, I feel afraid for you. Just, just hearing about that. that. That's really scary. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and thank you for bringing that up. It's, um, it's one where like, I think, I think I look at it. And even as a child, I looked at it as, um, you know, when you're, when you're raised with something like say God or Jesus or, you know, Buddha or, you know, any, whatever your belief is, there was never, um, 
there was never a space where I was taught to be afraid of God or, you know, afraid of that. And so I knew in that space that, um, I always had that protection and the angels were definitely a thing. You know, we were taught to have, um, trust in like that space. So to me, as an adult, looking back as myself, as a child, I can say, I, I definitely felt protected. Now, were there times where I was afraid because all kids are scared? Certainly. Um, but feeling like there was, um, there was protection. Um, definitely I felt protected and all I had to do was ask, you know, to be protected. So, um, you know, I do, I do believe that there are some teams that, uh, we work with that have had more experiences with negative entities and, um, you know, even to some degree would consider them demons. Um, that's not something that I allow in my space. So I'm not saying that they wouldn't try. Um, but there, there are ways to, you know, call in protection and strength. And we all have that too, you know, like we all have access to being safe and protected. And, um, I was raised in kind of a traumatic home. So, um, with respect to like my, um, my father was, uh, you know, an alcoholic and prone to some violence, not towards my sister or myself, but you know, spousal violence, domestic violence in that way. And so sometimes, you know, in that space, you just have to, um, you know, be able to figure out how to say, you know, feel safe in general. Um, and, and that was only like my first younger years. Um, and then over time, you know, like my mom was real, real smart, <laughs> you know, so she kept us safe. But anyway, I just, I think that, uh, when you're talking about energy in general, and this is important is that I know people say it a lot, like, you know, especially these days, like love is love is, you know, everything. But I really do believe that, you know, for the most part, the energy that's out there, you know, if someone's sticking around, um, it's usually because they have some sort of regret, you know, and they feel like, or they want to stay and watch, you know, they don't want to be done with the human experience. And to me, that's more, um, I can, it's understandable. It's relatable as opposed to scary. Mm. And yeah. So I think to me, I mean, as a kid, I, you know, I can only say looking back as an adult now, but I, I don't feel like I was, there was a, there were a couple of times I will say that there were a couple of times that there were some things that felt really dark, but you know, you cover your head, <laughs> you pretend that it's not happening, right? And eventually it goes away. Um, but I never felt like, I was never afraid of any kind of possession or anything like that. I just didn't ever have that in my right. space. I'm getting some major sixth sense vibes, right? Like, even if it's not dark, um, I can picture you as a child, you know, you like wake up, and you feel something like watching you, you know, and you're yeah. looking around like I, I don't I don't I'm just making this up as I go. And you're looking around and then there's, you, you know, a, a spirit standing in the corner of your room like that. Even that is just frightening. <laughs> that yeah. was, Is that something that that has happened or? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like it's happened to me as an adult. I mean, you can be in like your most vulnerable space, right? In bed, you know, in your pajamas, all cozy and sleeping and wake up to something and, you know, definitely be surprised by it, be unsettled by it. Um, but that's, again, is where I'm saying like, as soon as something like that happens and for example, last fall went up to, um, Hear some ghost stories at Adamberry, um, up at Rock Point, Maine, and uh, went with a friend. And then she wanted to walk in uh, through a cemetery the next day, which is not really my jam. But, you know, I thought, okay, well, she just wanted to walk through. And, and it was something that, you know, they had talked about at this um, event the night before, just walking through cemeteries and saying people's names. And I just, you know, I feel like, to me, to some degree, that felt a little bit disrespectful, but I could appreciate where they were coming from as far as suggesting, you know, let's just remember people. And so, like I said, I said, well, we're, we'll probably be taking a couple home you know, <laughs> if we do this. And so, you know, we just said, everybody, thanks, you know, thanks for letting us come through. We're just going to go ahead and go home now. Um, if we make it back up, we'll say hi again. So I, I, we drove home and dropped her off first and, you know, told jokingly said, oh, hey, I hope you enjoy your new spirits and drove on home uh, from her house and then, uh, you know, got home, shared with my husband, you know, hey, well, how this was fun. We did, a, you know, it was all these things. Great. Good meal, blah, blah, blah. And um, so I came out of the bathroom getting ready for bed, came out of the bathroom and I heard this loud noise and I thought, oh, it must be my husband um, downstairs. But I walked around the corner and he's in bed asleep. The dogs are all in, on the bed as well. And so I walked downstairs and I saw a picture, a painted like a piece of art that had not, like if it had just fallen off the wall, it would have landed right, by, but it was across the room. Right. And so I walked over to it and I picked it up and I just like you would if someone else was standing there, I picked it up, I hung it back up and I said, OK, I understand that you probably came home with me from somewhere, but this is not OK. This is my house. This is my space and you cannot be here. You can go wherever you want to, but you cannot be here. This is my space. And I opened up the door and I said, and off you go. And, um, you know, and that was it. And it was just with, you know, it wasn't a request as far as like, I hope you do this. It was a, nope, this is my space. This right. is my existence. And I think it's real great that you think I'm a fun gal, but we're not doing this. And, you know, like whether you call in, you know, whatever feels, whatever feels like you have power, you have strength, if that's you know, a uh, rabbit's foot, if it's, you know, a piece of tiger's eye, if it is, you know, an archangel Gabriel or archangel Michael, or even the Lord himself, um, you know, whatever it is that you call in to feel that safety, that security, that's protecting your energy, that holds your highest good um, and the highest good for everyone involved, then that's what, you know, you invoke, right? And that's where, the safety and security is. And that gives me the empowerment to be in my, to stand in my power stance, if you will, of energy and saying, okay, this isn't, 
you know, this isn't, this isn't going to go. And, you know, your home should be your safe place. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been times when I've been woken up by a face that I don't recognize. And I'm like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) we do not do that. You don't get to come and do these things, you know? And so I make, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's something that in some instances, especially with these investigations that, um, we have been doing uh in the last six months or so it's been something um very specific that we uh have been talking to our clients about is just your own personal space and the space that's your home the space that is in your own person and you know even for there are parents you know that have children and um you know paranormal investigators of new england and other you know quality investigating teams you know, are very much uh, like focused on folks that need or feel in fear for their children or, you know, whatever that you can't see, you don't know what's really going on. Um, and so those, you can be able to help them protect or feel like they can protect their children. So it's important to kind of remind folks or give them even some, some tools on how they can um, keep their space, their space and make sure that you're claiming that space back. Because honestly, most people probably don't even think about it. Sure. We lock a door, but you know, like an entity or energy doesn't necessarily have to use a door, you know, um, like we do. So, so yes, to say that I'm never, um, frightened or startled is not true. Um, but to feel like, you know, I am afraid for my safety or right. any of those is not, is not accurate either. Right, so, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd mentioned this I to Jason when I was talking to him too. Uh, we're closing on a house at the end of the month and, you know, I'm not so much worried about something happening with, with something in the home that's super expensive. I'm the thing that concerns me the most is that it's haunted. Uh, <laughs> Right. I'll figure out what I'm what I'm what I'm gonna do if it is haunted. I, I hope it's not, but that that's right. my go-to issue. So I'm learning I'm learning some uh some good techniques of what I should do if it is. Well, sure. Well, you know, and and honestly, like there is one um there was an uh I just talked about this with Betty, and so there's a um a case they were just on and um I mean, I wasn't a part of this one at all, even though I did get impressions from it and um, actually was woken up. So this is this is interesting to me because in the last like week, um, energy has decided to use um, songs to kind of (laughs) communicate with me, which I find hilarious because, again, I was raised in a very conservative Christian home. And so secular music, mainstream music was not allowed. Mm. And. So a lot of these songs that I, you know, like I picked up on, I have to look up. I don't even know the lyrics. I don't know who sang them. Um, You know, I'm not sure what that means, but I'm like, okay, well, I'll figure this out. Um, Which has been interesting. But uh, there was a, um, apparently an entity that I felt was connected to another um, energy within um, one of the investigators lives, but it wasn't necessarily the same. So it was just sort of like, when you think about having something in common with someone, you don't have like, it's not the same person that you have, in, but you've had a similar experience. And mm-hmm. so sometimes the 
can be sparked. Um, and it's like, there's some momentum there. There's some charge to it. And so um, I said, you know, like I would encourage you to deal with this particular thing in your life so that it doesn't accentuate the experience in the investigation that you have, because there's a tendency in, from what I'm picking up that that could be a thing. And I didn't have any idea. Like I had no information from, from them at all on either side. So this was just information that came through. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's funny. They said, you know, you're not fighting like magic. You're not fighting against, um, you know, energy itself. You're just, you know, creating a space where you're like, I am going to do this ritual because it, it makes me feel empowered. It's going to create a space or an energy for myself that um, really claims it. It's kind of like um, a friend of mine a long time ago, she's like, oh, when you buy a new house, you just go pee in every corner, you know? <laughs> and I don't suggest you do that, Nick, but <laughs> energetically, you know, you're kind of claiming that space because there can be imprints you know, of other people's energy. And so some people will say, oh, you use, you know, salt and, you know, you have it out in the, you know, full moon and then you put it in the corners and, you know, or you sage or you smudge or you do any of those kinds of things. And I think, you know, realistically, um, whatever makes it feel like your space, you know, whatever is true to you or authentic to yourself. Um, and then remember that if you do have an experience, which, um, in this case, they did do a clearing of the house. Um, they felt that the entity or the energy was cleansed from the home. But when the client had come to come back the next day, they felt um, that it was still there. And so what I had explained from my perspective is we all have a relationship with energy. And sometimes even when you do say you are in a space that's haunted or you're coexisting with energy um, that maybe is crossed over or something of that nature there. And, and then you say, okay, enough, you can't be here anymore. This, you know, you got to go. Um, there is a relationship there and it isn't necessarily something that you chose, right? It just happened to be there, but you learned to live with it mm -hmm. and you learned, you know, whatever. And so it does take time. It's kind of like if you were to put, um, your warm hand on something cold and then you watch you know slowly as that handprint disappears it just takes some time um you know and so this is the same thing it's kind of like healing that energy space uh by whatever means right whatever makes sense to you whatever feels empowering to you that's um that's the idea you know behind it is really just reclaiming it and so um that's you know to her that made sense and you know so they she decided to do that and you know feels better in the space now but i think the same you know like it would be scary to buy a new house and not know anything but getting used to the new noises and things like that and just maybe those are mechanical or maybe they're you know a ghost um but there are ways and you you know you'll have my you have my number now so you can call or you can email we could definitely yeah. help you I know Jason was big on uh intent, so absolutely come across as something that's important. Um another thing I wanted to ask you, have you ever heard of the Akashic record? Is yes, you're aware of 
seeing, yeah. as you had mentioned, seeing images from across the country, you know, yeah. they were doing an investigation at a house and you were seeing something, you know, at your house, which I, I, I forget exactly how far away you were, but that's, that seems like the energy is floating around and it's grabbing from, from over here and it's zooming in over here, you know, almost like it's the Akashic record and it's taking all this stuff down and, and sending yeah. it back to you, you know? Right. Right. And I think, you know, you definitely. So like the Akashic records have come up a lot for me. So I giggle when you said it, because I think, of course, you're going to bring it up. I think it's really untapped with respect to energy because, you know, it is what you're saying. And it, you know, also the concept is also, you know, associated with making an agreement with someone before you are actually in, you know, like on this sort of like, mm, mental plane right like you're so i'm existing in this one you're existing in this one who knows what we're doing in other ones and you know what agreements we made in those processes and and then being able to say you know like i wrote a contract with you at this time and we were gonna you know have this experience but i don't want to do this anymore you know like it's not healthy and you know anyway so then you you know work through that like you process that um energy and you say okay you know and, and in a in a in a healthy way like not in a there's no, there shouldn't be any fear or anger, or bitterness. It's just sort of an acknowledgement of something that, you know, was a mistake maybe, or not a mistake, but something that you just don't want to have anymore in your space mm. um, for whatever reason. But also, you know, with what you're talking about, like, so I wasn't even, um, you know, I was, they were in New York and I was in Washington state and we were on, you know, FaceTime. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I knew it was a, a vast <laughs> distance. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, even in time and space, right? Like it is a wild, it's a wild thing to like bake your noodle over, you know, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, that's also one other thing that I think about all the time, Nick, is when I'm doing, you know, consultations or, you know, readings and things like that um, on space, am I really picking up what's in that home or in that space? Or am I picking up what they already know about it? you know, which, which one am I picking up? Is it both, you know, like, because once you have this sort of um, space where you say, okay, these things are happening and you can corroborate some of them, or, you know, you make it fit in another way or whatever. I'm not saying that's what I'm just saying in general. Mm -hmm. um, then, you know, do you reinforce that with your belief that that's happening? Of course, you know, that's a, that's definitely a real thing. So, um, you know, it's, it's just a fascinating um, aspect of energy and uh you know but I then I think okay well you know there are those moments where I don't you know for the most part I don't I ask them not to tell me anything um you know just where it is usually the town um and uh, just so I can kind of you know check into the right space right you know I don't need to know what they're doing down the street right, right, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. It's it's fascinating. There was one time when I was um, living in Spokane, Washington, and I was standing in my dining room with a friend. We were just talking and um, I stopped and I think I even grabbed her arm at the point because I had this vision of a plane going down. I saw masks, you know, the oxygen mask dropping. I heard screaming and uh it was real quick but it was very unsettling and i really had not um 
experienced anything to that, like to that intensity before. And so, you know, I'm like, I don't have any idea. Now, of course we had the internet by then. So I could, you know, it's like, was there, Oops, we were scouring to see if there had been, um, you know, any kind of plane crash that was being, yep. and what it ended up being, which is surprising was it was a 10th anniversary. Um, and at the time, so keep in mind, like it was 11 o'clock, uh, West coast time, but it was like two o'clock East coast time. And it was happening at that, at the same time, different time zones, but I was picking it up and it was, a it was the 10th anniversary of the Pan Am airplane crash. And I, you know, but I had no, like, I did not have television at that time, you know, so I know any of that was going on but that was a very interesting like moment for me where I thought well okay you know I don't I don't even know why that was um necessary for me to see it but I was I picked it up you know somewhere and uh I thought that was really fascinating too so yeah yeah yeah, definitely has anything else like that ever happened have you ever received anything that that you couldn't explain that you're still wondering um like who was that or or what was that about you know oh yeah totally i do maybe not to that degree like i feel like that was a pretty big one cuz you could you know like pan am that's a lot of souls right? right but yeah there's i mean there are times where i you know have an exchange with a person and i think they could be gone now like i mean i didn't see them anymore like i don't know what happened like it was just you know and then there's sometimes where i just know things and I don't know what to do with that, you know, but I know it. And sometimes it's in relationship with other people, you know, that I'm familiar with that is probably not information that's mine to share. Um, mm. But I just, you know, I know it and I don't know. I'll just put that away. And so, you know, I've become pretty good with like just either journaling that stuff down um, because, you know, it is it is information um but is it mine not always you know and and it's not something that while I maybe pick up on it isn't necessarily something that I'm responsible for um yeah, yeah. so yeah. um another thing I wanted to ask you about you had brought it up briefly astral projection um have you ever accidentally like slipped into that state while you're sleeping or or just like spaced out and then all of a sudden you're just like like oh I gotta get out of this somehow. Yeah. Happen. <laughs> in fact, it's like you're in my own head. Um <laughs> <laughs> sure you're just empathic, huh, Nick? Yeah, no. Um <laughs> I I uh just last week, in fact, um there's a case and I had to I actually texted um Jason and it was very startling and I didn't really like I so like I say um when I did this holistic um course it it did teach us you know it was a group of uh 14 of us and we were all um we were all gifted I guess you would say we had abilities um and and we went through a two-year uh course at that time and really it was sort of like figuring out what all of this is about, you know, and, and how you can kind of utilize these skills um, appropriately. And then, um, and so astral projection, 
uh, out-of-body experience, you, you know, um, remote viewing, those were all things that, you know, were touched on in a part of this course. Uh, but I had um, this song come into my head. And um, then, so I looked it up and I read the lyrics and um, I got really, really tired. Like I felt exhausted. And so I just closed my eyes. What I felt like was, you know, just a couple of minutes maybe. And I had this whole experience and then you know could not I mean I was frightened by what I saw could not get out of it fast enough and then realized when I came out of it that it was definitely um a remote viewing of the situation um so yeah that was an accident I didn't know that I was I didn't go in thinking oh I'm gonna do this now um but uh you know, maybe on some level, I was like, sure, fine, we'll do that, Michelle, we'll do that today. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't, I think that for the most part, like I do a lot of grounding. Um, I have a mantra that I say, um, you know, in connection to, uh, I go through a whole sort of ritual for myself personally, put myself in a space where, and I set only time um, typically only set time to do readings or to do that stuff um, because I have a real, you know, like a real job where I have, you know, actual obligations and that requires me to be um, present, you know, in a more of a um, numbers and, you know, facts and, you know, the real world kind of stuff, if you will, um, activities. So um when those things do come through, you know, I either have to say, okay, I, I'm going to journal this, I'm going to jot this down, I'll come back to it because I can't, you know, handle that right now. But yeah, this one was sort of, uh, I didn't really have a whole lot pressing that day. So um, taking a nap seemed like a, an okay thing to do, I guess. But yeah, it was surprising. It was surprising the information that came through. Right. Yeah. I've covered briefly you know, like CIA mind control or whatever. Um, and they, they have reports where they, they they literally tried to do this kind of stuff. And they tried, you know, in the Cold War, they tried to like yeah. weaponize it. And it's it's quite fascinating stuff. And it's, you know, they probably aren't, I don't know, maybe they are. Actually, probably they are still using this as a weapon. Um, but. Sure. Well, think about it, right? Like, People are intuitive and it's a legitimate thing. Um, and I don't, you know, I've never been a participant in any of that, obviously. But I mean, if you could spy and do it, you know, in such a way, um, I think, what's her name? Laura, Laura Day. I think she has a book um, about some of that where she's, you know, like she's an intuitive, but an, uh, you know, upper echelon, not necessarily intelligence per se, but like banking and finance and things like that. I might be, I think it's Laura Day. Um, but that her and in, her intuitive uh skills are specifically used for, you know, things like that. And not necessarily to like, you know, learn lottery numbers or what have you, but to like get an edge and and doing some of those things. In fact, if you remember, gosh, I don't even remember what what years or seasons, but I think it was Patricia Arquette was in that series medium where I think towards the end of that series, there was a, a corporate episode of corporate intuitive specifically like their meditation or their reflection time where they would see, 
you know, things and then act accordingly, which I think is, you know, also a fiction fantasy, but probably not completely, right? Like, I yeah. mean, if you think about it, and I could think about it, I could see where that would be valuable um, to utilize as a tool, like anything else. But for me personally, uh, my goal is just for everyone's highest good and the highest good of myself. So I really don't. I, yeah, want... it's, it's definitely on the sketchy side of things you know <laughs> like you're getting into some weird stuff probably shouldn't I, be doing that you know yeah right right yes if there's integrity in it like i think i'm good but if there's not i'm probably gonna stay away from it <laughs> um i guess there's two other things that came up one of them i know you said you didn't want to talk about it but i'm gonna ask you you can just tell me to shut up or whatever uh <laughs> I, but I I just want to ask you, you said you, you do not talk about like dark entities. Is it, and is that because they can sense, you You know, you talking about them? Okay, sure. No, so I don't really, I don't want to hold a space for it. So here's, here's what I think. Like you, you can even consider this with, you know, respect to any kind of intention and manifestation, right? Um, or opening yourself up if if you're kind of um if we're all just velcro in the universe right we're all connecting we're we're repelling we're attracting we're you know plus or minusing all over and if i allow myself to have a space for it then i do give it permission to some degree now granted i do i do know you know that there's um, dark energy that there's, you know, certainly people with ill intent. Um, that's, you know, that you don't have to just be on the other side for that. That's even in this, you know, everyday life. Right. right. But wouldn't go howling around or even, um, experimenting with folks that were, you know, planning to rob a bank or, you know, yeah. plot a murder. I just, you know, that's not who I am. Um, gonna hang out with and so i don't it's not that i'm ignoring that it exists it's just that i'm not allowing it in my space and so um there are some who i feel like are definitely and might even consider uh dark energy is more prevalent than you know just confused or misinterpreted energy um but as far as uh that's concerned like i think um an interesting like to go from just sort of pop culture and and um maybe if 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 you ever saw the series uh evil you know it's like it's a really mm -hmm. interesting catholicism based um series where yep. you know demons and all of that is just a very um normal thing and i think um i do have some very devout catholic friends who um have no no problem discussing it and they believe very much exorcism is a thing and demons are a thing and i don't discount that they are they just i'm not gonna have them in my space and i'm not going to entertain them I'm not giving them that that space does that mean that they might you know still try to come over maybe but they're not allowed so hmm. that's that's more or less where i'm at with it perfect yeah i just i was curious um I really, I guess I only really had one other thing and it, it doesn't really have anything to do with uh, what you do necessarily, but you had brought up how your neighbors might've thought you were a witch. <laughs> um, and I wanted to ask you about 
the Fae. I, I, I always bring this up. Something that I'm very interested in. Uh, like, you know, we would obviously know them today as like fairies or fairy folk. Mm-hmm. Do you have an opinion on Fae at all? Well, you know, honestly, I, um, it's funny because it's one of those things where even like, you know, Jason, when I first joined the team had asked about, you know, um, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, um, Mm. you know, and that sort of thing. I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. Uh, I certainly have not had the experiences with it. I would say that in like 2000, it was New Year's day 2006 I was making a drive um across the country and I ended up being um from Nashville to Asheville if you can believe it Nashville (laughs) Tennessee Asheville um I think that's North Carolina and um my dog at the time she just she was you know she was a great traveler and but all of a sudden she popped up and she was real unsettled and she was pawing at my um, hand at the steering wheel. And I thought, well, that's unusual. And then there just happened to be a rest area. So I pulled off and, okay, she's got to go. And she would be really good. You know, she'd wait. I'd get out of the vehicle and I'd put the leash on her and, and whatnot. And then, you know, we'd go. But she just hopped. As soon as I opened the door, she's zoomed out of the car. And she t- tore off into this field. Now, it was really interesting because it was a base of the Smoky Mountains. And so I thought, okay, well, she's running off into this this field, which had clearly had had trees at one point, but was cleared. And it was a large space. And um, at the, I didn't realize there was a river that was parallel to the um, road we were traveling. So she went down there and it was almost immediate that I was aware that we were just surrounded by what I could really only um, describe as like an ancient energy. I almost consider that like Native American. It mm. just seemed been there a long time. Um, and she was interacting with it as if they were just as you know present as I was or she was as far as you know like visible I didn't see it um I felt it and when I you know like she ran into the river like she was chasing something that you know was being thrown for her whatever I mean she was playing as if there was someone else there playing with her and I thought well this is really fascinating and all of a sudden I saw this wave of air so it was just wind Mm. but from across uh, the river and through these trees and it crossed over um, the water and then up the side where I was standing and it really was just such a gust and then the most intensely large heron I have ever seen in my life the wingspan that I don't know it was probably a dinosaur anyway (laughs) but um was flying over the top and I heard it's finished and I thought well this that's interesting what's finished you know and it was a very uh unique experience and just about after that happened then she came and sat right next to me um and then it was like okay we're done you know it was just but there was something there I can't explain it I don't know what it was um and, you know, the energy was a real shift for me personally. Um, 
in in sort of like an awakening, if you will, like it was just just turning, you know, 30, you know, a few, maybe two weeks later. And that was a big deal, right? Like if you think about, you know, the energy of, of time and, you know, what do they call that? The 30 year or 29 year return or something like that, where you have these big, huge energetic shifts and, huh. um, you know, which is all like astrology and, you know, how people have, um, you know, major like shifts in just energy and existence in those times. Um, there's, uh, there's something to that, that I wasn't really, you know, familiar with. And it seemed like that kind of set it off in a big way. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Was that, um, something, I mean, when I was in camp as a little girl, you know, we made fairy houses, you know, right. like we would, we would collect and we would, you know, believe, uh, that they lived there, you know, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd never say anything doesn't exist. I just haven't had the pleasure of meeting it yet. So mm -hmm. acknowledging, um, or being aware cognitively that that's what that was but um I think it would be a real sad place to believe that there's not magic out there you know in a good way like a positive right. way yeah so I would definitely say that was a fae um <laughs> I don't know if you're aware <laughs> but uh the Smokies they're they're the oldest you know mountain range you know within the whole country right and it's interesting that you say it was it was ancient you know not just old, it was ancient. That definitely sticks out in my mind. Especially yeah. for the area that you were in. And I mean, when I when I think of a fae, obviously don't I, I'm not talking like Tinkerbell or, you know, something right. like that. I'm thinking thinking of an ancient spirit of the earth, you know. Yeah. So that's an awesome yeah. story. I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a it was a wild experience for me. And I feel like it really shifted. It shifted a lot. You know, there was a whole reason I was, you know, headed there. Like I was starting new anyway. I mean, I wasn't, um, I was heading to, you know, New Hampshire of all places, but I was taking the long route to get there. And, uh, it was my very first drive across the country. There was a lot of firsts for me in that space, but, you know, to know that like my dog who, you know, has, she passed in 2017, but, mm. It was definitely, I you know, you know, a guide for me, like definitely like a, just a solid, you know, some, some animals, I mean, if people are into them, you know, really love them, like dogs are my, they're my favorite people. Um, and uh, yeah, there are some, there are some that, you know, I think are, are definitely guides in ways that, you know, if, if we pay attention, you know, we can pick up with the kind of message they have i know that sounds silly yeah, but no it doesn't animals they they pick up on that kind of stuff they definitely have you know you always hear it animals and children they they have some sort of i don't know they're they're they can still see the magic i guess within the world they're not they're not bitter and they're, right their pineal gland i guess i don't know it's still open right, <laughs> right totally um, I had another question, but I don't know if we have time or not. Um, okay. You don't have to answer either. But uh, so have you ever thought about using your ability? This this would go into the astral projection situation. Um, so you probably haven't. But have you ever thought of doing that to look into like unsolved cases or 
you know, certain mysteries. You you had mentioned the Smoky Mountains, and that made me think of this this little boy who went missing. His name was Dennis Martin, and he kind of just like vanished, and no one's ever seen him since. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't like specifically thought. Oh, I could you know would do something like that. Um, but there was a case. Um, when I was uh working um. I was working for a fire department just in their admin office. And um, there was a case in um, Spokane, Washington. And uh, there was a child um, who had gone missing. And it was one of those things where uh, they didn't really know, like, was she dead? You know, would they locate her? You know, any of those kinds of things that had been ongoing, but it was for a while um, kind of, cold as a case um and then it had like an anniversary hit and Mm -hmm. so I was just doing you know a random task and I thought oh you know she's under stones um I but I didn't know where you know so um like by a river definitely you know and then it found like I think oh gosh I think it was probably maybe six weeks after that they had found her under stones by a river and I thought oh you know um but again that was one of those things I I I did talk to a friend and said you know like what do I say you know like I mean there's a river that goes through Spokane but where you know I don't know you know there's a lot of lakes and tributaries and rivers I have no idea um and I suppose uh it could be an interesting thing but I also it is a very personal, you know, it seems like it'd be very personal. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like to share like something very personal, like my my father, after um, my family was separated um, from him and my mom had actually, um, I would say we were in hiding from him and his parents. So like our relationship was estranged for sure um, because he was, uh violent in that way to my mom well he uh he did um end up uh abducting and and murdering a woman um who was whose body was found um a few months later and then he was apprehended and then he committed suicide in jail and i know that's a big story to just drop (laughs) with like 15 and a half you know, years old. And, um, and so like, for me, that is almost too sacred of a space to go into, not because I don't feel like um, people don't deserve to know what's happened to their loved ones. Um, But like, it's, I think my energy is too um, mixed in sort of a charged space with being um the child of a murderer if you will you know what i'm saying like um like i wouldn't maybe be able to be not objective i could certainly be objective but i feel like there's um there's energy there that may have uh it's just not a space that i give a lot of Mm. people like emotionally to and to me i feel like that might be a bit um clouding of my own even my own abilities. Like sometimes you just, you know, like maybe you can't, um, we, we go to 
you know, counselors to give us insight on ourselves, right? Because maybe we, we can't figure out what we're, we're not seeing. And in that space, I feel like that might be something where I might cross over into something where I would be too close to the mirror, so to say, you know, I couldn't see um, clearly uh, with that space. I'm not sure that that is true, but yeah. for me, that's, that's probably why I haven't ever really pursued that. Not because that's a, that's a hard, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> of just like, how does that, you know, impact a person? How does that impact you know, like, I mean, I have, I have loads and loads and loads of empathy for people and compassion and sympathy, even for people who have lost people. And also those that have, you know, that are relatives to the ones that did it, you know, because that doesn't define who I am, you know, that didn't, you know, it's not who I am as a person. That's just something that um, someone who, you know, was like, my dad uh did and um you know uh, that we had i mean i had to deal with that at a young age watching his face on the news you know like that was a real that was a surprise you know in your childhood so um you know my, of course my mom was really big on on therapy so we were all part of that but um you know to work through those things but yeah as far as that's concerned i think that's probably something that maybe i i wouldn't pursue just because of of where that you know i just would want to be really objective and i don't know that um i don't know that i would trust everything that you know i'd pick up on that you know like maybe i'd want to solve it too so bad that you know like Oh, I'm just going, my brain's going to invent something, you know, at this point, I don't, you know, I don't know, maybe that wouldn't happen at all, but I just think, oh, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You, 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 know, you don't want to like, uh, <laughs> for the wrong information either. And then mm -hmm. they're seen. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Wow. I feel like we just skimmed the surface. <laughs> right right the stories you told were great um they definitely made my spine tingle <laughs> and they were fascinating I didn't think that this was going to go this this way but I definitely oh. have a lot to think about now um on stuff that I never even really thought much about I guess either you know I you, you hear of of psychics and mediums and you go to the fair you know you can get your palm read and that's kind of what you when you hear you know you know about a psychic that's what you think about you don't think about this this is this is crazy intense and it's right. definitely fascinating and scary um yeah it's very cool like it's you have you're you're very strong <laughs> i don't know how else to put it you you're definitely <laughs> strong <laughs> oh well thank you thank you yeah I, I appreciate being able to share it. I didn't really know myself where this was going to go, but I figured, well, uh, you know, I can, all I can do is tell you what I know and my experience. And, um, you yeah. know, at the end, as long as we're all just like focused on the highest good for ourselves and for others, I think we're doing the best we can. And uh, if I have this ability and it's helpful to someone, then um, I'm really grateful for that. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I know 
I would be interested, and I'm sure others would be too, that sometime, you know, down the road, if you wanted to come back on and just tell some, you know, I feel like we covered the basics and and what of what you can do. But to hear some more of your stories would be you know, awesome. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I would love it. I've I've really enjoyed our chat. And uh yeah, I I hope it's been um, all the things that you say. It's been fun for me to have someone yeah, listen. Oh, it's really <laughs> Yeah, that sounds fun. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on on short notice. I I really oh, appreciate that. That was... Of course. Really My cool. pleasure. Really helpful. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, that was, thank you. That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> all right well thanks and i look forward to uh hearing the podcast and you know i'm, I'm just a email or you know what have you away so yeah um yeah awesome all right, cool. all right well if if uh you need anything from me in between you know don't hesitate to give me a shout all right yeah i won't i mean i'll definitely be look getting a hold of you uh sometime maybe closer to the fall and end of the summer maybe I'm, 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 I know I'm, I'm really interested to hear some more stories. Those are, <laughs> I, they really did, they creeped me out for a second. And you know, they, were, they weren't even scary, really, you know, but it was just like, <laughs> I don't know the feeling of it. Right, I right. How to deal with that as a child. Right, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. How was that? That was did not go the way I was expecting. That was that was intense. Um, so yeah, that was Michelle Clark. She is a psychic medium. She does work for Paranormal Investigators of New England, also known as Pine. Um, and I, I really found it surprising that that she had to deal with that kind of stuff as a child to grow up. That way I got some real uh, sixth sense vibes like when he's like in the movie you know he'll be like he wakes up and he runs to the bathroom and then he hears something happen in the kitchen and he goes out there and there's like this lady just standing there I feel like that was that was her growing up <laughs> as a child and it, it, it's something that I don't know if I could have uh dealt with but I guess you learn to deal with it and it sounded like and she definitely knows what she's talking about um sounds like she's definitely got even though she says she didn't consider herself a psychic medium until uh, recently, she's definitely had, you know, a life worth of experience in being a psychic medium and dealing with those those types of situations. But yeah, so that definitely sounds almost canon to me.